I'm Luke Waldner. I'm here with WQSU for Susquehanna University, and I'm here with Seals Grove Wrestling head coach Seth Martin. And I'm here to ask him some questions about uh, his wrestling journey and how he got to where he is today. So my first question is just very general, very basic, and it's just when did you start wrestling or when did it click that it was your sport that you were kind of going to stick with? Well, I played baseball. I don't know. Back in the day when, when I was just a little, a little guy, first, second grade, I don't exactly know when it started, but I played up until fifth or sixth grade, and then we didn't have a lot of success on the baseball team. My team wasn't any good. I was an okay ball player, but I wrestled in sixth grade for the first time. And I was hooked immediately after I finally won a match. I was a string bean, probably weighed about 65 pounds. Um, but there was something about having the ref raise your hand. And everybody knows that out of the two of you, you're the dominant human being. It was just like, I don't know. Um, I knew that this is what I wanted to do with, with my life in terms of an athlete. So ever since that day, it was like game on. And it's all I ever thought about. Wrestling was pretty much life from then on. And 26 years later, it still is. That's interesting. I, I played baseball myself uh, up until my senior year, which, of course, got canceled. But I, I was a wrestling, wrestling in the fall and the spring, pretty much. And in the winter, I played basketball. And then seventh grade came around. And, you know, I had just been doing the rec leagues. And it didn't look like I was going to make the team. And... My science teacher, Mr. Gallagher, he's the, uh, he's the wrestling head coach at Camp Hill, and he said, you should come out for wrestling, give it a shot, and yeah. I completely agree with you. And there's something, even for me, even just like finishing practices, like, you know, working hard, you know, I always just the felt sense so of accomplishment. good. Exactly. Sense of accomplishment. Exactly. Exactly. It, feels, it, it just feels so great when you're, when you're in the middle of something like that. Um, okay. Uh, I saw you graduated from Sealands Grove. What was the team like when you were there? Did, were, you, were you always, did you move to Sealands Grove or were you always from Sealands Grove? I lived in Sealands Grove since the day I was born. Um, the team, we struggled as a team. We had a few decent individuals that actually knew how to wrestle. For the most part, it was, the team was always made up of kids that wrestled from November to February and if they were lucky, March, but most of the time, not March, just uh, until the mm -hmm. postseason started and then come districts, most of our guys would be out. But we would produce a couple kids every once in a while. I, I wouldn't consider the sport to be very respected back then. I'm going by my own memory. I don't remember a lot of young people coming to the matches, which is really if you're an athlete in school, that's what you want to see a little bit more than the older mm -hmm. crowd. You want to see your peers, especially if you do well at whatever sport you're in. Uh, mm -hmm. You want to see your peers there so you know that they're seeing you. Uh, I don't remember seeing a lot of young people there. There were a few matches in my career that I know that brought a lot of kids. Um, but the crowd was, was an older crowd. People that wrestled back in the day, especially when mm -hmm. we had a, a coach, Smoker, Richard Smoker, you know, guys that wrestled for him would come back. They'd bring their families. A lot of them had sons, but they, they didn't wrestle. Um, and again, I could be completely way off base. But from my experience as a teenager wrestling on the varsity team, that's how I remember it. I think my senior year was our best season in my three years as a, as a varsity wrestler. And we were 10 and 10. The other two years were not close in terms mm -hmm. of uh, having a 500 record. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's how it is at Camp Hill. There's, there's those members, those people that have already like established themselves as members of the, of the wrestling community and they just keep mm -hmm. coming back. But um, 
yeah, I, it is hard sometimes to to pull a different crowd. Maybe maybe if you have like a match that is, you know, against the rival school or something, you pull in some more people. Yeah. But I uh, I definitely see what you mean. Is that is that similar to how it is now? Maybe do you see? Is there much uh, of a student section? There's a lot. There's a lot larger student section now, just because some of the kids that are on my team, um, they're multi-sport athletes. Mm-hmm. They're they're kids that the wrestlers that the kids of the school know and respect. And, you know, back then, like for me, I, I was a, a pretty good wrestler, but I didn't, I didn't bring kids to come and watch me. I didn't, I was so antisocial in high school. It's amazing that I'm a teacher now uh, because I didn't talk to anyone. I just did my own thing. So if I said, oh yeah, my friends are here tonight. Well, that's probably true because I really didn't have too many of them. And it was by choice. Nothing, nothing that I, uh, I did that kind of like set me apart from everyone else. I just didn't talk to people. I just did my own thing, walked the hallways, did my, school work and went home, you know? So uh, I wasn't one of those kids that brought a big crowd, at least not mm-hmm. right away. And if I did, it was mainly because I was a top tier wrestler in high school, uh, not because people knew me, um, yeah. per se, you know? So is not the, the same is, as what it is now. Is the, team, is the team any like bigger than it is now? Like, did you have a full lineup when you went to high school? I don't ever remember having a full lineup as an athlete. At Sealand, as a wrestler at Seals Grove, we always had a few forfeits. And I just remember watching the, the opposing team go out and take forfeits because I wanted to win. I didn't want to just win for me. I wanted to win for our team. And mm-hmm. then you would just see kids go out and get forfeits. It's like, oh, my goodness, like yeah. you can't find anybody. But that was a struggle for Seals Grove for a long time, a really long time. Mm-hmm. A, a, little, a little off track for where I was going. But um, I know this year the PIAA is changing the amount of weight classes. And I know that yeah. that – Camp Hill is definitely, definitely going to be affected by that because the later half of our lineup is where, you know, some of our heavy hitters are. So we're definitely going to have to readjust up there. Is that similar to how you yeah. are or is it kind of helping you? Without opening myself up for people to t- chime in with their opinion, mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of the change. A lot of my hammers are up top. Right. We have a lot of football slash wrestlers on the team. And taking a weight class out of the top of our lineup does not help us, not just this year, but almost every year it hurts us. Because we always have big kids. Mm-hmm. So exactly. I wasn't really a fan of that, but they're going to do what they want to do and whatever. We'll see if it fixes things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I have my doubts, but that's about all I'll say about their decision. <laughs> yeah, it also, it also makes it trickier because now there's a much bigger gap in between each of those classes. So, you know, if you're bumping guys yeah. around, it, it makes those matchups just a little bit more hard to deal with, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so back to you. Uh, I saw that you got second in the state 2002. Is that, you know, what was that experience like? Uh, right around eighth or ninth grade, I really got serious about wrestling and it became a goal of mine to be a state champ. I feel like people throw that goal out there all the time. God, I want to be a state champ. They really don't know what it takes, at least in this sport. I mean, it's tough to be a state champ in any sport, don't get me wrong, but especially mm-hmm. nowadays, like, holy cow. Yeah. I, I honestly feel if I were to take my 2002 version of myself and wrestle in the state tournament, now I would get smashed. I'm just being honest. Really? I, uh, I mean, I felt like I was a very good wrestler back then, but this sport changes so much. And the difference between someone like me back then uh, and somebody like now, it's like I wrestled year-round all the time. And I feel like 20 years ago, maybe you could get away with 
not doing that as much and still maybe hit the podium. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, mm-hmm. if you think you're going to show up in November and put three good months in and you're not some kind of ridiculous athlete, it's not happening, especially not at the top. You're not making it at the top that way. It might happen like one or 2% of the time, but I really don't see that being the case anymore. You have to devote yourself to this sport in 2020. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure in the future, if you want to be the best, but for me, eighth, ninth grade, I really decided that this is what I was going to do. And I wanted to be the best. I, I figured why, why put all this work in if I, if I wasn't striving to be on the top. Um, so to finally get there as a, as a freshman, you know, one match away from, or, yeah, as a freshman, as a senior, I can't say that I was like terribly surprised. This was always part of the plan. I know it was part of the plan for a lot of other people too, and it never actually happened. But for me, you know, I didn't really envision anything different. Um, and it almost went the way I wanted, not quite. I was one match mm-hmm. away, but um, you know, I wasn't, I don't remember being too in awe of the atmosphere or anything like that. I just planned to be there for many mm-hmm. years. So when it when it happened and I was in the finals, it just kind of played out how I thought almost. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you wrestled Nathan Galloway, right? Is that right? He yep. he. Uh, I I get the sense that he was a pretty big name around the state back. Uh, yep. Back then, back he was about school. as big as a high school name got. Um, mm-hmm. He was going for his third title. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it was a big obstacle to get past to try to win a title at 152, but. I didn't really think mm-hmm. about that too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had other things on my mind that particular night, honestly. But, uh, yeah, he he was legit. I mean, I I was watching him all season long, uh, not on TV. We didn't have the luxury of watching uh, flow wrestling and stuff like that back in the day. You just saw, like, newspaper results and Internet results. Mm-hmm. But uh, there would be a couple kids that I would beat barely, and he would tech fall him. I'm like, what? Like, how do you tech fall that guy? Like, I barely <laughs> yeah. won, but. Uh, that's just the way it went. He was legit. What can I yeah. say? Yeah. All right. That's interesting. Uh, now, jump a little bit to college. Uh, Lock Haven. I saw you Southern Scuffle 2006. You're in the same room. Some big names like Ben Askren. These guys are still, you know, around in the wrestling community today. How do you, I guess it's kind of similar to this, to the state tournament um, just a couple of years later before that. But like, how do you focus up and win? You know, you're not the top seed. How do you focus up and try and win these these huge matches against some big names? Well, I can't speak for everybody um, that wrestles Division One, but I can speak for a lot of them when I say, if you're wrestling at that level, you have one goal. At least, in my opinion, you should, because it's an awful lot of work to just, like, not want to achieve the top. Mm-hmm. Um, so walking into a tournament like the scuffle, everybody's there thinking pretty much the same thing. I'm winning. Like, it doesn't matter who's in the bracket above me, below me, who I get next. I'm plowing through them. And, you know, ultimately at the end of the tournament, there's only one guy that actually does that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, names like Askren and all those guys, I've never been one. Like, I respect the, the individuals. I respect what they've done. But I've never been one to – to walk into a room and be in awe of anyone, really. It's just like they put their pants on like I do. They're a much better wrestler than me, maybe, um, at that time or in the future. I mean, in the future, obviously, Askren was a, a big deal, like in the wrestling mm-hmm. community, still is, um, much bigger than me. But I just have never been that kind of person. Um, respect the person, respect what they've done. But, you know, 
if we walk into a gym, walk into a mat room, they're a human being just like me. And, you know, the scuffle, um, Matt Hill was the top seed of that tournament. He had beat me earlier in that year in a dual meet. I don't know what the score was. He blessed, doubled me to my back, and I was on my back for the entire first period. My gosh, three minutes on your back is a long yeah. time. And then uh, I, I think I lost 6-1 or 6-3. So I had him in my sights. I wanted to get that one back. And we ended up meeting each other in the finals. And that was probably, you know, obviously the, the whole the whole national thing didn't come to fruition for me like I had planned. So that scuffle um, tournament win in the finals against him, that was probably my most prestigious um, event when beating him. He was like number four in the country, 17-0. and 0, And it was nice to take him nice. out when he had taken me out earlier. He was my first loss of the season. And that was his. Or, yeah, and I was his. So that was nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's nice. You know, you lose to a guy. Our coach always says to keep the receipt, you know, hang on. Got their got their number. Uh, just try and get them back the next match. Um, so now jumping forward again, you're coaching uh, these guys back in Sealands Grove. How long – when did you start coaching them? I graduated Lock Haven in 2007. I was the assistant coach a few months later in 2007. Hmm. I was the assistant coach for three years, and this will be my 11th year as the head. So 14 total, 11 as the head coach. Huh. Okay. Uh, and then, so in Camp Hill, we have, a, we have a great program where kids start learning about wrestling, you know, even in, as young as kindergarten. And, you know, they come in on Saturday mornings, and the high school guys come in, and we help them out, and everybody has fun. Is there, is there any, does Sealands Grove have, have any elementary programs or middle school programs that, that help start that relationship early? Yeah, we, uh, our elementary program starts at kindergarten. And actually, I don't know that too many sports offer sports hmm. in kindergarten. So we have a little bit of an advantage there. Um, I, I know that at open house, I go to the elementary open houses that we probably won't have this year. But um, I'm there behind the booth. And a lot of parents ask me, when can they start? When can they start? And from what I've pick up on is a lot of sports start in either first or second grade and uh, ironically enough one of the most physically uh, I don't want to say demanding but one of the most physical sports for a young person to start as a kindergartner is wrestling and a lot of the other sports they don't get to start it until until later so it's like whatever we'll take that advantage mm -hmm. sink that hook in a little early um, but our elementary program in the 10 years that I've that I've uh, been coaching varsity. They have a league that they're in and it's got about eight or nine teams. They wrestle, I think eight dual meets on Sunday afternoons. They have about two or three tournaments throughout the year, one dual meet and two individual. Um, so they do a lot of wrestling. Hmm. And my, in my 10 years, I'm pretty sure that Seals Grove has been in the top three of that league almost every year. And I know they've won it three or four times. So hmm. they have a lot of success down low. Junior high program last year was 18 and one, which was their best, wow. best season. I don't want to say ever. I think they had an undefeated season many decades ago. But in my 10 years, it was by far their best season. And then hmm. last year was, was my best season at the varsity level with my guys. So it was a good year overall for everybody. Yeah, I saw, I saw that your record, I just looked at like the past three years, it just, you know, keeps getting a little bit better and a little bit better, you know, and then you show up in districts and it's a little bit better. Uh, what can you, what can you attribute that? Are there a few things that you can attribute that success to? 
Well, there's a lot of things. I, I don't know that I can pick any any one of them in particular above the rest, but I have a lot of really good people um, that coach with me and for me at the junior high and elementary. Those fathers down at the elementary, they don't even get paid. They just show up all the time, three times a week. Um, and then on the weekends, or there Saturdays for tournaments, these open tournaments that the kids go to, and then Sunday dual meets. I mean, it's 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 a lot of uh, a lot of time that these guys commit mm -hmm. to the wrestling program. So that's one. I have great wrestlers that have bought into what we're trying to accomplish here, not just as a varsity team. That's, pro that's probably the one thing that that I am really proud of at Seals Grove is we are not an elementary program and then we're a junior high and we're a varsity. We are a wrestling program. We are one team. And really, it took a long time to get to that point, but I feel like everyone kind of feels that way as well. Like when the elementary team competes, we're all competing. Mm -hmm. You know, we have, we have a lot of the elementary kids that come to the varsity matches and the junior high kids stay after the junior high match to watch the varsity. And I just like the, uh, it's almost like a family in a way. And, mm -hmm. you know, when you can get an entire program to act that way and feel that way, uh, you know, it's a cool thing. If, if you're into Facebook or something and you see that an elementary wrestler competed at a high level, you don't just get elementary parents commenting, asking about it. You get varsity parents doing the same thing and junior high parents and everybody mm -hmm. wants to know what's going on in the wrestling community here. And I think that's pretty special, you know, uh, the parents taking the kids everywhere they need to be. Uh, Cause that's a heck of a commitment for a parent to have their kid play any sport. Um, and probably the last one that I can think of off the top of my head is you have to make this sport, you have to showcase the athletes. All right. Um, things that a lot of coaches might think don't matter. Cause I've heard this before, like having a nice facility, all the kids don't care what the mat room looks like. Or, oh no, the singlets don't make the kids any better. Oh, we're not coming out to entrance music. That doesn't make them wrestle any better. It just sets them up to look like clowns if they lose. Yeah, I beg to differ. Okay. It's like, if a kid looks good and feels good, then they're going to wrestle better. It's just like walking into a classroom on the first day of school. If you don't feel confident, you're not going to carry yourself confident. You're not going to perform at your best level. So all those little things matter. We have a pretty uh, intense website. Anything that happens in the wrestling community during the season gets plastered on that website. And they're like little local celebrities. Like it doesn't matter if you're an elementary kid or varsity. We, we put you on display and we show you off to the world. And the kids love it. I mean, they're, we, have a, we have a dual meet on a Tuesday. There's people on there. I guarantee you at 11, 11.30 at night, just waiting for the pictures to come out. I got a guy that works with me very closely, Greg Rhodes. He takes pictures. He takes video. He does that website for me. And the kids love it. And it makes them feel wanted. It makes them feel important. And that stuff matters. I don't care what anybody says. It does. It does. No, it doesn't make them a physical uh, threat any more than they normally were, but it matters. It, it all plays mm -hmm. a part. Yeah. So, that, that website is awesome. Like I, I looked up, like when I decided that I wanted to do this, I looked up, you know, Seals Grove Wrestling or something. And that was the first thing that came up. And I was like, that's cool. They have a website, you know? And I, and I was looking at all these pictures and like, there's these information about you guys. And that, that that's definitely a cool thing to have. Um, yep. How did you meet the, I saw the other coaches have been tied to Seelands Grove for a while as well, but you know, how, how did they, how did you decide to come together and make that group of, of three guys? 
Well, the first two or three years, it kind of just, I'm kind of choosy with who I want in certain positions. I, it, uh, longevity of the position is very important. Um, and like, I got guys on, on my coaching staff that have been a coach as long as I have. Like, uh, Jason Carpenter is the head coach of the junior high. He's been the, he's been a coach at junior high as long as I've been a coach, the head coach at varsity. Jerry Bastian was the elementary coach for, I think, eight years. And uh, the last two years were the, the, the first two that he moved up to junior high because his sons were getting older. Um, Tim Carter has been there for a long time. I think his sons are in like sixth and fifth grade. So he's been there for six years. It's important for the same faces to be there. And it, it's important who those mm -hmm. people are as well. Um, sometimes, especially at elementary, I think the mistake that some coaches and, and programs make is they make it a little bit too serious. You can be serious about winning and about working hard, um, but if an elementary match doesn't go your way, it's not the end of the world. You need, to, you need to figure out a way to make it fun because I'm telling you what, whether you're a parent, whether you're a coach, if you put too much pressure on that seven-year-old kid, they're going to find something else to do. You know, mm -hmm. they're, they're not going to be here when it comes to varsity unless they're being forced to. Or, you know, every once in a while they will stick it out uh, if they like it enough. But for the most part, you put too much pressure on those little guys, it's not going to – they're not going to keep coming out for you, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, how did it happen? I don't really know. Um, just getting to know the guys and, and asking them to be in the positions that they are. Um, and for the most part, I think, I think my guys do a great job. I might be the head coach, but I'm just one small piece of the puzzle. There's a lot of pieces that go into building a program like what we have here at Seattle's Grove, and we're no state championship team, and we're never going to be. It's fine. I I'm okay with that. But it's a respected team. Mm -hmm. It's a respected team where I once was not, and I'm satisfied with that. So I'm, I'm excited to just keep riding this wave that we're on the last three or four years. Mm -hmm. that's, that's cool. I think, I think getting people – to sign up for their second year and their third year and like, you know, make friends and, and getting groups to stay together on the team. I think that's super important for longevity, like you said. Um, to, to, to the point of your team, I saw that you went 5-0 and at the Berwick Duels and, you know, each match was pretty, a pretty comfortable lead for the most part. And then the next four matches, there were, you lost four straight, I think it was, uh, including a match at Districts, which is tough, but how do you how do you get everyone to refocus and come back together and because I think you won out the rest of the season after that but you know after after winning five in a row at this tournament and then you know not doing so great how do you get everybody to refocus? Well, one thing that a lot of people wouldn't know by looking at our schedule unless you know the teams that we wrestle, um, it was very much um, lopsided. The first half of our schedule. We wrestled a lot of teams that were weaker, like in our league and stuff like that. We had four matches before Berwick Duels, and we won all of them. Mm -hmm. um, and then after Berwick, we were 9-0. and And I said to the guys, like, I'm, if you ask my wrestlers, I'm a, I'm a straight shooter. I tell them what I think and what I believe. If I don't – like, I remember we had a few matches with Southern Columbia years ago. And I'm just sitting there thinking, I hope we can win a match. Like, we're going to get slaughtered. I don't go into the room and be like, all right, guys, we can do this. No, right. that's dumb. That's dumb because they're just going to be looking at me like, yeah, sure we can. Okay. So the whole point of a match like that is let's try to get as many points on the board as we can. Okay. Uh, I don't set a goal like, Hey, let's try to get 15, but let's try to get as many as we can. Mm -hmm. let's, let's give them a fight. Okay. 
And I told them from the beginning of the season, we're going to probably win the majority of our matches in the first half of the season. And we need to ride that confidence, but don't get overconfident because I'm telling you, right, right in the middle of our season, it's going to get tough. And we lost to Central Mountain. That was our first loss. And that was tough because they have never lost in the league. They're like 70 or 71 and 0. And it would have been so sweet to take them out. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, but didn't happen. And then we lost to Lion Mountain in a, in a score that's – it looked a little worse than what it was. Uh, two yeah. matches or three matches go another direction. And that match is ours to win. But we wrestled a little flat there. And then uh, Williamsport, we have close matches with Williamsport the last like three or four years. They are a legit team. What can I say? They have really tough. A lot of their a lot of their uh, studs are in the lower weights, and a lot of mine are in the upper weights, and they have mm-hmm. decent kids scattered in the upper weights, just like I have decent kids scattered in the lower weights. And it always comes down to bonus points. The last right. I don't know how many years. And if we wrestled ten times, we'd probably split five and five. Um, so we lost that one by one match going. Uh, their direction instead of ours. The only match that I was really irritated with was Clearfield. Now, granted, Clearfield was a legitimate team, and I knew that it was going to be squirrely. We were not on any day going to beat them by a lot. And I knew that we could win districts, Williamsport could win districts, Clearfield, and Dubois. I th- I, all four of those teams I thought could win on any given day. But it wasn't that we lost. I know what my wrestlers are capable of. And they will tell you that all I ever care about is that they give me 100% of their ability, not just on the mat during competition, but in practice. If you don't want to come in and give me everything you got, then don't even bother coming because there's days I don't want to go to practice. I just don't, but they don't know what those days are because I'm giving 100% of what I got. And it's unacceptable for a wrestler to come into my room or any of my, my uh, team's rooms and just slack off or not give me what they got. And that match, I just kind of sat there as the match is playing out. And I'm like, getting irritated because this is not the team that we have had. And you know, the tricky thing with losing four in a row is you can't dwell on it. You can't, you can't, you know, they, we had a little bit of a beat the dog session there, so to speak afterwards, where I kind of like, chewed them out a little bit. I'm not much of a yeller. I don't do that. I used to. It doesn't work. Um, in my experience, screaming at people, especially high school kids, doesn't work. So you got to find a different way. But, uh, you know, we, we had a nice sit down, we'll call it. And the next day of practice, we didn't forget about it, but we certainly didn't dwell on it. Mm-hmm. Normally after something like that, I'll just walk in. The kids think I'm going to be irritated. Maybe I'll just whip a dodgeball out and start playing for five, 10 minutes for a warm up, and then be like, all right, guys, look, obviously we blew it last night. All mm-hmm. right, so what are we gonna do about it today? Mm-hmm. As soon mm-hmm. as the coach starts acting all mopey, being negative all the time, that four matches soon gets looked at like it's a streak. Like we're on a losing streak. You gotta be careful with stuff like that because mm-hmm. pretty soon the team thinks we're in a slump. No, there's no such thing as a slump. I don't care if you lose 15, obviously you're in a slump. But you can't say that, you can't act like that. It's all about, okay, what are we going to do? We've got to win a match. What are we going to do? Um, today's another day to, you know, make some gains. And that's just what we did. We continue to stay positive. I'm all about positivity, uh, not dwelling on the, our, our stupid mistakes or wrestling flat. Um, and I told him, like, we could very well lose 
the next three if we're not ready to uh, ready to wrestle. What mm-hmm. do you guys want to do? You know, it's just it comes down to a decision, and and we had a close match with uh, Mifflinburg, and I don't even know who we wrestled the last three matches. It doesn't matter, but two of them were pretty close, and then the other one wasn't. It was kind of a blowout, but uh, I was happy that that we finished strong like that as a as a team. Granted, we could have won. Three of those four matches that we lost were one match. One match goes right. our way. We end up going, would have been 15 and one. That would have been sweet. <laughs> um, well, we would have been 15 and three, because if we're being honest, if we were to win districts, we would have went to states and then eh, maybe found out that we weren't <laughs> at the level we thought yet. That's normally what happens when our yeah. our district four champs go to uh, states. We get a little, uh, we get it handed to us, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a uh, that's that's interesting. I totally agree with what you're saying about about those tournaments. Like, I don't I don't think it was this year. Maybe last year, two years ago, we had a tournament at Hamburg, and I mean there were some there were some teams that weren't that great there, but we wrestled like two or three hammers, especially Hamburg. And you know, the end of the day, everybody's tired, like guys are banged up and stuff, and you know, you just got to make of it what you can, learn from it, you know, just try and get better for the next one. Um, before all, before all that, right at the beginning of the season, uh, I saw a headline that said, for the first time since 1978, you beat Shikalemi in, in a duel. Is that, I guess that was a pretty big deal for, for, the, for the guys, for the team. Yeah, it was a big deal for the entire wrestling community here. Exactly. You know, talking to them about 20 minutes ago, those, those old timers that wrestled, that keep coming back to watch, that's what they've been waiting to see. And really, as, as the coach of the team and the program, I put a lot of pressure on myself to produce a team that would finally end that nonsense. Mm-hmm. You know, kudos to Schick, because that was impressive. 41 years, really, like, it was embarrassing <laughs> for us. They, they dominated <laughs> us for a long time. So we are by no means going to run off to the hills and just proclaim ourselves dominant over Shikalimi by any means. Mm-hmm. We still got a lot of catching up to do before we can, you know, claim anything like that. Right. But just to end it, so we don't have to hear about it anymore. Like mm-hmm. this year, if we get to wrestle Schick, it's just a rivalry to meet, and we'll still pack the house. I mean, people come like crazy to watch that match. Right. But there's no more right. streak on the line. Like I don't want to hear it. It's over. And for mm-hmm. me, I don't even think anybody really realizes what that night meant to me. When I got hired, I had three goals. I told the people at that meeting, I wanted wrestling to be respected at Seals Grove. I want to win a district title. We never did that before, and it has to happen. And we have to stop the, the Shikalimi streak. At that time, it was at 32 years. And then, you know, nine, 10 years later, here we are again. And it's like, that was, for me, the last thing that I needed to do. I, I'm nowhere near ready to retire from this position, but I needed that to happen. I needed it to happen. And uh, that night, I mean, I'll never forget it. It it has to be one of my top three, top five moments in my life. It was great. When Sean got the final pin to clinch the match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not that much of an emotional guy, but I I don't even know what I was doing. Jumping around like a (laughs) maniac. I was hugging people. It was great. It was great. and yeah, I, I'm I'm sure that was a rough night for the Shikalimi kids and the coaches, but this year they're gonna be like, oh thank God we don't have to worry about that. 
because I know just like it was a lot of pressure for us to win, it was more pressure for them because they don't want to be the team that lost. Mm-hmm. Now that it finally happened, they can just kind of just wrestle like any other dual meet. It's a rivalry mm-hmm. dual meet. If they lose, it's a one-year loss. Who cares? You know, mm-hmm. and if we lose, it's just a one-year loss. It's not 42 or 43, for goodness sakes. Mm-hmm. We don't have to read about it in the newspaper tomorrow about how the streak extends, you know. <laughs> Luckily, that's just yeah. done. So we yeah. don't need to hear about it anymore. Yeah, I was actually going to ask about that because I'm looking at it now, and it looks like you guys won the first three, and then you gave up some points in the middle, and then the rest of the match was pretty much just, you know, lots of pins, lots of points for you guys. I was going to ask what what it was like when when he got that pin. So that that must have been pretty awesome. Um, Yeah. Uh, So, you know, talking about Nate Sean, what's it like having a guy like him, you know, who's obviously in a in a leadership kind of position on the team to the other guys you know what kind of what good qualities does he bring to the table for the team besides well, just nate, obviously being a great wrestler nate uh is one of those kids that when he walks in the room whether he likes it or not whether he wants to be or not he's the leader he doesn't even he doesn't even need to try to be kids look at him as an example okay um and, and some kids are like that and nate does not like to lose anything. We can play checkers and it could get physical, okay? Um, and he he's a big dude and, and in my experience, big guys don't like to work uh, any harder than what they need to, but that's just not him. Um, if he's towing the line with somebody in practice or in competition, he's coming at him. And you you better be paying attention. I don't care who you are because uh, he's, he's really gonna come. And, and he, he's a hardworking kid for a, somebody that weighs 225 pounds and uh, I can coach for another 20 years and I will never have somebody like Nate come through my program again. I'll have a lot of great wrestlers and a lot of great kids, but he is without a doubt a one of a kind human being just to be that large and the stuff that he can do like warm ups, he'll do backhand springs and backflips. It's like, what, what is going on here? Just, you just don't see kids that can move and, and perform the way he does at his mm-hmm. weight. It's just, you know, it's pretty cool to, to be a part of, honestly. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, another person, another person who's probably in a leadership position is, is Coy Bastion. Uh, I saw that he, he made it to States, but he hasn't quite made it on the podium yet. That's probably a goal of his to, to get up there this year, hopefully. Yeah, he... Coy Bastion, first of all, does everything he needs to do to be on that podium. For whatever reason, just like I didn't understand why I didn't win a state title when I thought I did everything I needed to do to win it, things just don't work out sometimes, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and he went one and two the last three years. And last year was pretty devastating. Um, he didn't play football last year. He committed everything to wrestling. He wrestled year-round. And he wrestled year-round anyway, but during football season, he kind of had to take a break, mm-hmm. um, at least a break from what he normally did. And, you know, to go there and go one and two again, it, it sends the message like he didn't improve, which is not the case. Mm-hmm. He has been at a weight class that was absolutely stacked. Somebody told me last year, like six kids or something in that, in that weight, had division one offers like that's that's ridiculous that's, yeah um and he just he, he came up short but i know coy and you know his senior season started the next day 
after the tears dry and you pick yourself back up, you start all over again. And he's going to make one more run. And he just needs to keep doing what he's doing. He's doing everything right. It's just it hasn't worked out for him yet. But he's got one more year. Hopefully he has one more year. We'll see what yeah. – uh, We'll see what our situation is like in another two months. But uh, he's going to do everything he can to reach as high on that podium as he can get. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I was looking at it, and he had some pretty, some pretty unfortunate matchups with like guys like Ulrey. But I guess if the, if the bracket's that stacked, you're going to run into some, some really legit guys. And Coy um, wouldn't look at Ulrey as somebody that he didn't want to wrestle anyway. Coy's goal from his ninth grade year, first practice, was to be a state champ. And if you want to be the best, you've got to take out the best. So I remember exactly. last year when he had to wrestle, he was excited. And quite frankly, that was one of his best matches that he wrestled all year. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was, he was, he got, I think he got majored, beat by eight, eight or nine points. I'm not exactly sure, but what I loved about it was he didn't at any point pack it in. Um, he wrestles on his feet primarily. He's, he's a takedown machine. And he, I think he got taken down like four times. And some kids would be like, screw this, like I'm done. But the whole time he's just going, 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 like in O'Reilly's face. And I loved it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he lost and it would have been nice to win, obviously. But I told him afterwards, like, I thought you wrestled great. That's the mm -hmm. number one ranked kid in the state. Now, he didn't end up winning. He ended up losing. But number one ranked kid in the state, you, gave, you, you were there. You let him know that you weren't backing down just because of his name on a piece of paper. You know? Right. I loved it. So that's 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 awesome how like you know guys like that can just rise and and, and wrestle it at your opponent's level and you know really bring everything you got to the table um but besides those two who who are some other some other people on the team that we should be looking out for this uh this coming season uh when it comes to that kind of thing i'm just going to say that the best part of wrestling being an individual sport is i don't need to guess like the kids are going to decide themselves who is the next big thing mm -hmm. um i have i have names off the top of my head but you know what i could be wrong and what if the next big one is not one that i mentioned and they listen to this and they hear it, they're like what about me um so i don't decide that i'm a tool to be used in that mat room just like any coach anywhere is a tool and those kids can come in and soak up what i have for them to learn um and use it how they will they go to another mat room they go to a camp they go to a club and at the end of the day, it's the kids that put in the work. And I don't really have the right to say who I think will do it. I have a few ideas, but I'm not even going to say them out loud. Uh, I love to sit back and, and just see what happens. I had a freshman once. This was the, the only this is a, I, don't, I don't actually decide who wrestles varsity or who doesn't. If a ninth grader wants to wrestle varsity, unless we have like too many, I just let them. Mm -hmm. And I had this ninth grader once. That did not do well in junior high. He did not have a winning record. He's like, I want to wrestle varsity. And I'm like, up to that point, I did, I chose who was going to wrestle in ninth grade and who wasn't. I would just be like, you're coming with me. You're coming with me. You're staying down in junior high. And this kid really wanted to wrestle varsity. I'm like, all right. I'm thinking to myself, you're going to get pounded, but whatever. And he ended up having like 19 wins as a freshman. And then I had to reflect on my normal process there, like, who am I to judge what these kids can do? Mm. That kid won a wrestle varsity and he, he had, you know, like a top in terms of wins, he was like number seven on my team of starters. And if I would have said, no, you're going junior high, whether you like it or not, chances are you would have quit or 
you know, I never would have known what he could do. And he knew what he could do and he proved it to me. So ever since then, you think you're ready to wrestle Marcy? Let's go. We'll wrestle off and see how it goes. Now, if I end up having like 35 kids, then I might have to have some kind of wrestle off and say, no, you got to go to junior high. But it's mm -hmm. fun to see what comes out of the woodwork, so to speak. Like, we'll see. I got a few studs. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it's an equal opportunity out there. And if the kid puts in the time, just because I don't mention his name or her name doesn't mean that they can't be a, a big deal in the wrestling world. So we'll see what happens. That's, a, that's, that's awesome. That's a good story. Uh, it sounds like you got a lot of really good stuff going, a lot of stuff in the works, um, you know, lots of, lots, of, lots of improvement in the last couple of years. So thank you for telling me about it. Uh, thank you for, for, you know, talking to, you know, Susquehanna University doesn't even have a wrestling team. So I just wanted to, hey, you know, I, talk about this kind of stuff. I don't care who it is. It could be a toddler. It could be a 98-year-old man or woman, wrestling-related or not. If they want to talk about wrestling, I'm here. I love it. Exactly. It's my life. It has been for 26 years. And any, anytime somebody wants to talk to me about this program, I'm all for it because I love it. One of the Thank best you. things I've done with my life. And I, I appreciate you reaching out and wanting to give Seals Grove Wrestling some, some time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I'm just interested in that kind of stuff too. You know, I, I, I'm pretty familiar with stuff around Camp Hill. You know, it's only an hour away, but, you know, I knew you had a team. I knew you had some really good guys. So I wanted to talk about it. So thank cool. you for that. Yep. Um, this has been Luke Waldner for WQSU. Thank you, Seth Martin for the, the Seals Grove Wrestling Head Coach and uh